0: There is
1: only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us.
0: Hi, I'm Nicholas Brendan, and you're listening to the Buffy Back Issue Bin. Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue Bin, the show where we go through all the Buffy and Angel comics that are canon chronologically. I'm Zach. I'm Emily. And hey, bunch of random new people.
1: Hi, guys.
0: We record the show a bit in advance, just, you know, so we're not rushed ever, even though we're kind of falling behind.
1: Yeah. Life kind of got in the way there.
0: whatever. But for whatever reason, we grew almost 50% within a couple of weeks.
1: So welcome.
0: So, hey, where'd you guys come from? Don't mind that you're here. Just kind of enjoy it more, but...
1: Welcome. Hey. We're excited that you're here.
0: I don't know why there was a sudden boost.
1: I'm excited that you're here.
0: Well, it's a good time to jump on, because here we are, new season with Angel and Faith. Season 10. Part 1. Issue 1.
1: Where the River Meets the Sea. Page 1. Oh, panel 1.
0: Well, prior to that. This new season is written by Victor Gershler, who did the Spike miniseries last year, A Dark Place, and new series artist Will Conrad, although he's worked on Whedon Books before he did the very first Serenity series, and the second one.
1: Huh. I don't know anybody who has a page from that on their wall. It's
0: actually the first page I ever bought.
1: Yeah, I know. And I'm looking at it, kind of.
0: Is it obscured by recording foam?
1: Yes, I'm really too short for the recording foam.
0: Yeah, that got me started on a, everything. a, a pricey, Literally pricey hobby. Literally everything. What's the most expensive hobby I can come up with?
1: You know, I bet it would be something like skiing. That's it, very pricey. I do that. I know, but not very often.
0: I suppose. Art collecting, it's a thing.
1: You art collect more than you ski. I do. You actually snowboard.
0: I didn't feel the need to clarify. I did. All right.
1: So we start off in London. England. In Magic Town, actually.
0: For those who may not remember, those who are new, because so... where did you come from?
1: Just so we're clear, we're <laughs> yeah. really happy that you're here. <laughs>
0: it, it was just a strange little bump. Last season, there was no magic. Angel blew up a bomb. Now there's magic in England and he kind of ruined things. Well, it was making a magic them better. Bomb.
1: It was a magic bomb.
0: Magical bomb. Some people turned into flaming monsters. Some people just got their magic back and their groove back. Like in... Like Stella.
1: The Emperor's New Groove? No. Did you ever see that movie? Yes. Did you really?
0: I'm sure I saw it in theaters. Really? I don't think I've seen it since.
1: You saw it in theaters? I loved that movie. Why did you see it in theaters?
0: (laughs) Because it was the 90s. Was it? Yes.
1: We're so old. The Uh, movie that I watched today was in 2004. And the kids that I was watching it with, they were all like, that was the year I was born. And I was like, huh. Well, I remember when this movie came out. Anyway,
0: and after some turmoil at the end of the season, Faith has left Angel, even though this book is still called Angel and Faith.
1: Confusing,
0: but in the Magic Town district of London, I guess is that how this works.
1: Yeah, I wonder where Magic Town is. Did they tell us last time? I L- feel like they didn't.
0: London, England.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got that much.
0: We hear a flapping, a gentle wing.
1: Well, we don't actually know if it's a gentle wing. It's small on a But it's a small panel. Anyway, because we're in London, one can assume that we're probably more dealing with the only one left in London, which is Angel.
0: Fair. And a young boy in a hoodie hears this flapping and starts freaking out and starts running away, only to be assaulted by someone named Corky and his mates.
1: And it turns out through these scary evil little pixie dudes they look like little tiny gargoyles with red glowing eyes and wings and like really long claws
0: they're little purple fairies but they're super aggressive
1: angry but you can squish them to death too
0: yeah so all these little fairies attack andy andy his name is andy and they all come at him slashing and grabbing and they're going to give him some kind of a reminder when all of a sudden corky is plucked out of the air by a leather-clad hand What well, eh, whatever <laughs>
1: We know what you meant. On okay. a hand attached to a leather clad arm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or he'd been wearing leather gloves. He's not. Because Angel don't wear gloves.
1: No. Instead he squishes whatever pixies in his hand.
0: Not that well because it bites and flies away.
1: Yeah. And Corky tells his lads to show Angel who's boss around here in a, in Magic Town.
0: It's an interesting fight to start off with because they're not like a vampire in an alley. It's not a big demon. There's these little tiny fairies. there' there's like, a
1: lot of them.
0: Yeah, they're maybe six inches tall. Angel decides to Captain America the problem and throws a trash can with like a shield, killing one of them.
1: You went Captain America, I went the Turtles game that you made me play where you could hit like trash can covers off and use them as weapons.
0: Sure, why not? Do you not? remember that game? Yeah. Corky tries to... Be all high and mighty above Angel, big and tough, telling him that vampires are the old way and everything new in Magic Town is the hip cool thing.
1: Yeah, more like little and quick.
0: And Angel Pimp slaps him.
1: Is that what that's called?
0: Or backhands.
1: I would call it more of a backhand, but sure, it's a slap. It's not a slap.
0: (laughs) So dismissive. The most dismissive way to strike down your enemy.
1: And then he snaps another pixie in half, so.
0: Yeah, he's real violent. He's real killy.
1: Except to be fair, the pixies are pretty violent too. So. I can kind of see where he's going here. And they're big enough and there are enough of them that they could actually cause a lot of damage.
0: But here's what's a little strange about this. Because all these pixies were turned into pixies because of the magic bomb. Yes. So these are people that got turned into demons because of Angel. He's super okay killing them all.
1: Yes, but to be fair, they're super okay with killing him. Yeah. They threatened him first, I guess. They bit him.
0: Yeah, whatever. And Angel gets the boy in the alley now that they've all retreated. He's like, it's okay, my name's Angel. And he runs away. He's like, oh no, I'm not dealing with you. Yeah. As Andy runs away, he mentions that she mentioned that he'd be there and he gets confused. He's like, she, who is this? And seeing as how Angel is out of friends, he goes to the only place he can, back to the old home of Rupert Giles, where his aunts are now living. Yeah. Free of charge?
1: Well, weren't they always living there free of charge?
0: Yeah, but now Faith and Giles are gone, so hopefully they're paying something.
1: I feel like they didn't ever pay Giles anything, because they always lived there. But anyway, Lavinia and Sophie have their magic back too, which is great because they use magic solely for vanity.
0: Being young and hot.
1: And one of them had a spell that went terribly wrong, and she now has hair that is growing out of control.
0: But not like super, super fast, but just, you know.
1: Out of control.
0: Let's call it a hundred times normal speed. Yes. So it's not like she's just covered like with like hair that's like shooting out of her but it is growing faster than someone can deal with
1: but what we're learning here is that just like with buffy's world which makes sense because it's all the same world that the magic that came back is not exactly the same magic that left so Lavinia and Sophie bought this spell but the spell doesn't work quite the same way because the magic is different. The rules are different.
0: And they mentioned that everyone in this area is scared now. That everyone looks different and has different powers. No one knows what their own neighbor looks like. They can't trust each other anymore. And that Angel should get over himself and not everything is 100% his fault. It wasn't actually like he made the bomb and blew it up maliciously.
1: Right, but Angel he was being a victim
0: of circumstance.
1: He was but Angel being Angel does not listen to that at all and instead tries to find out who she is slash Corky.
0: yeah really he just wants to find this new fairy pixie
1: sounds more threatening uh, than fairy i don't
0: know sure pixie yes pixie is so much more threatening
1: it sounds more threatening
0: so angel is no longer living with sophie and lavinia not explained he just isn't
1: i mean to be fair they seem kind of annoying to live with
0: I think the main reason is he needs a place to be sad.
1: Yeah, you can't really brood around them. They're not really big on brooding. They're more big on vanity spells.
0: So because London is an old city, like far older than Sunnydale ever was, like a city on top of a city, he's literally living in a room in the sewers.
1: Which is nice. Like, how convenient would that be?
0: I mean, I guess if you're a vampire, do you really want to smell like the underground though?
1: But he is a vampire, so it is convenient.
0: Yeah. And he comes home to his lovely sewer den to find the body of Andy, crucified on his ceiling which seems more difficult than just like dumping it on the floor and
1: like pinioned to the ceiling yeah and dead by the way
0: and there's a message scrawled in blood little is the new big mind your own business yank
1: and i like that what angel has a problem with is that they call him a yank when he's actually irish to be fair he lost his irish (laughs) accent somewhere
0: he should have though he should
1: have because the actor (laughs) is definitely a yank
0: (laughs) No, that was always the worst, doing flashbacks. Ugh. Ooh, that is, um...
1: That was always the thing that bugged me, too. There was, like, zero (laughs) transition between, like, this is Angel slowly losing his Irish accent. Also, it doesn't really make sense why he would lose it, but whatever. All of a sudden, it was just, like, old Angel has an Irish-ish accent. Air quotes. And new Angel is just American.
0: But Angel can't let this stand as, you know, there's a body in his house. Unpleasant, probably.
1: On the ceiling.
0: Even harder to get down. He doesn't have little pixie wings to get it with.
1: (laughs) No, but now that's a great image.
0: So he does what he does and he starts going around town asking questions.
1: Slash beating people up. Demons up?
0: Yeah, they were all probably just people like a week ago until he turned them.
1: I know, it really hasn't been that much time. No wonder everybody's still, like, figuring out their place in Magic Town.
0: (laughs) They're pissed at Angel. Fair.
1: Again, poor Angel. Not really his fault, but... Kind of his fault. He didn't help things.
0: So after going to X number of bars and X number of alleyways, he finally finds himself at a door, and he does what he does best...
1: He slams the door in.
0: He kicks it open, incapable of using a handle. Well... Is it a germ thing?
1: Maybe, that would almost make more sense.
0: Does he just... Is he afraid of germs, even though he's a vampire? He just doesn't like the tactile feel of grime.
1: does though like now that you put it that way
0: i don't know so he just kicks doors open or windows it's It's his thing so he thinks he's finally found corky and the other pixies or fairies or little purple demons only to find a horde of people sad sad people. He's like ooh with soup are you guys helpless
1: i help the helpless sometimes do you want a business card sometimes it's the hopeless there's an angel on it and everybody's like she said you would come she's in there and he's like, who is this she? Why are we talking about she? Side note, for like half a second. I
0: know what you were going to oh,
1: think. I was so excited. We Thought did it was that like
0: one a- last year. I know,
1: but I wanted it to be Drew again. I always wanted it to be Drew. Every time.
0: It's not Drew.
1: I was so upset. You even had told me who it was, and I still was like, is it Drew?
0: And it's not Drusilla waiting for Angel, but Nadira.
1: With half of her being like swirly magic. And yeah. I mean swirly.
0: yeah. Because she got blasted by Pearl and Nash at the end of last season, like, melting her face and half of her body. And now that half of her body has kind of gone black, but on top of that black are kind of, like, neon swirl tattoos.
1: That I'm imagining them moving around. Probably. Also, she's dressed like Esmeralda from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Kind of. Didn't you see that? That was, like, the first thing I saw.
0: And she's also clearly has some kind of magic working around her because she has like 30 candles behind her, but they're not just burning like candle flames. These flames are shooting like five feet in the air, mere inches away from a wood ceiling. So... And wall. Yeah. Why don't you, you know, stop trying to impress him and keep the fire down a hair.
1: Well, I guess if she's swirly magic, she can also put out the fire. I don't know.
0: I know. And she's super happy to see him. She's like, Angel, what's up? I hear you're going down the wrong path again. Let's fix that.
1: Yes. And actually she says, Angel, at last, come in. Like she's been waiting for him to come in all along. Meanwhile, Angel's like, do you know where Corky is? I really just care about Corky.
0: And that is plot number A.
1: Oh, we're numbering our letters now. Yeah, why not? There you go.
0: And then let's deal with Faith.
1: The second half of our friends.
0: Faith is back in America.
1: Actually, we've seen Faith from a different angle during the same exact time period because Faith is back in
0: Santa Rosita.
1: Santa Rosita. That's what it was. I was going to say San Francisco and I knew it wasn't right. Yeah.
0: With Billy, except he's not here.
1: To deal with the Zompires.
0: But no one knows that Faith and Kennedy are on their way. They're driving around and all of a sudden a Zompire jumps on top of their car. Faith crashes it. She's a real Buffy that way.
1: Does Buffy crash a lot of cars? She's not very good at
0: driving. Oh. And just as they're about to throw down, Co comes out of nowhere and kills them.
1: The Zompire's not...
0: <laughs> book over
1: <laughs> yeah and then it's just the angel book i guess
0: yeah and Co's over here and i love the way will conrad draws ko
1: yeah ko looks great
0: really his art overall it's different from what we've seen a lot of
1: it's a lot darker i mean i guess that's the coloring as well but the
0: his art is more re- the overall um, vibe realistic i suppose i guess is the term i'm looking for like his line his very detailed line work and is very much going for like photorealism. yes Compared yeah. to the other stuff, which is, I don't know, more interpretations, I suppose. Yeah. I'm, I'm bad with, I have no art background. I'm bad with descriptors.
1: This looks more like those parts of After the Fall that were definitely photorealism.
0: Oh, yeah, but I know what you're talking Well, those were like photo reference. Like, I could find you those exact stills.
1: I'm sure you could.
0: But Co looks great. It's interesting seeing that interpretation of him. Looks much tougher.
1: Yeah, he does. But he still has his glowy disc things coming out of his hands, which are very helpful, as he swicks, schwicks, and schwacks. Heads off.
0: So Faith, who has never met Ko. Looks like she's ready to fight him when Kennedy comes in, she's like, Hey Co, how's it going? And it turns out Co. is driving all the zombies towards the center of town, which really explains his one page cameo on the buffy side of things. It was like, Oh hey, Co's there. And Co left.
1: I know, I totally forgot that Co. and Kennedy had interacted. And they had like a whole arc together. I just Yeah, they did. It, it just was like, Co I don't know.
0: And Co runs away to go lead them towards the center of town and Kennedy and her assorted slayers makes a plan and they're off to help Buffy. And Giles mentions that they're really efficient and maybe Faith should think about joining up with them.
1: Yeah. And Kennedy is very much the general in charge. She took Buffy's role, but even more so, she's better at organizing group, it appears, than Buffy ever was. Or she at least feels more comfortable with it. Yeah. She's totally in her element.
0: And they seem to respect her more.
1: Yeah, everybody's totally on board with this. The Slayers are on board with it. Kennedy's on board with it. Faith is like, I don't know how I feel about all this, but whatever, we're going to roll with it.
0: Then we cut to a scene we've seen before.
1: Yes, but from the other angle.
0: Yeah, from the other side of the scene. Try to say scene as much as I can. Why? I don't know. Just
1: a fun new game.
0: Because scene and scene. And we see a defeated Buffy ready to give up and to die. When all of a sudden Faith comes in and we see the same dialogue we did before. Yes. That Buffy's like, Faith, you're in London. And Faith's like, Kennedy's got a jet. Goes wicked fast.
1: We see Giles who is doing this spell in Latin. and But this time we get a little bit of Faith in there. And she's telling Giles to be careful that he can't be his normal precocious self. Which is kind of funny. Get
0: away, little boy. And Faith thinks Giles is about to die. She's like, hang on, Giles. She comes a-running to find Buffy and Giles hugging and crying.
1: And we saw part of this before in the Buffy side of things, but we didn't really see Faith's reaction.
0: Because no one cares about Faith's reaction on the Buffy side of things.
1: I care about Faith's reaction.
0: And Faith is notably upset. She turns away from this lovely moment to go kill some things. It's a good stress reliever.
1: Yeah. And she says five by five. It's probably my least favorite.
0: We all know, that You mentioned it. Oh, yeah. Good. And we cut to right after the battle. Everyone's won. Xander is tousling Giles' hair. Dawn's shirt has kind of changed. That's fine. (laughs) Well, whatever. And Faith is sitting off to the side by herself, and Kennedy comes up behind her. and She's like, hey, you know, job offer's still there if you want it. And Faith's like, let's get out of here. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take your high-paying gig so I don't have to see my previous mentor reject me for others.
1: Yeah. It makes a lot more sense than just what we saw on the Buffy side.
0: It's like it's fleshing it out.
1: Weird. And off we go to issue two.
0: We start off issue two with Angel and Adir, with him being really confused. He's like, oh, hey, you you look good, comparatively. You're
1: you're standing up, which is different.
0: You're less melted. It wasn't a good look. I'll take...
1: She's kind of still melted, though, but just the black magic thing.
0: Yeah, swirly, melty tattoos. A lot better than hamburger face
1: yeah that was a bad look (laughs) so you've been what reborn
0: and she says that she's evolved and that she's so glad to see him he's like those are different words than you'd normally say to me it's usually you killed my friends blah 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 i'm getting drunk in a bar
1: this is the second time that evolved has come up this season so far but the other side was on buffy when the rules were being rewritten and the vampires who were rewriting the rules were saying we're evolving and you are not and now we have a slayer who has evolved
0: and nadira kind of explains herself she's like hey this is my sanctuary i'm connected to the magic now and i help people in magic town who are in need some people are in rough spots some people families have turned against them they've tried to kill them other people have lost jobs homes things are going nuts and i'm a little bit here to help the helpless
1: don't know if you've heard of that before
0: gonna rub some salt in the wound ah right there I pantomimed rubbing salt in a wound. You did. I do it Also thumb. so gross. <laughs> when I rub salt in a wound, I do it all thumb. That's weird. Get it deep in there.
1: But the other thing we learned about Nadira is that she also has these like visions slash voices in her head that she talks to out loud, which is weird. But that she kind of has a sense of what's going on in Magic Town in like a feelings way. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it.
0: And she's trying to set Angel on the right path. She's like, what you need to do is you need to find someone called the Glassblower. He's like, I need to find a fairy. His
1: name is Corky. <laughs> and she's like, that Corky. That sounds
0: threatening to say the least.
1: <laughs> Corky is not your biggest issue. And he's like, mm. I, think I think it is. You're
0: wrong. He wrote yeah. on my wall in blood. Do you know how hard that is to get out? I mean, sure, I you know take a little fingerful for myself while I'm cleaning it, but it's kind of gross.
1: That is gross. Ew. <laughs> Ew. It's a
0: vampire. Ew.
1: I never considered that. It's so gross.
0: <laughs> We're just going like,
1: I mean, that would be the same as licking food off of a wall. Would you do that?
0: As long as it's not asbestos.
1: Wow, your standards are low.
0: <laughs> not dying. Next
1: time, I'm just going to leave your food on the wall, <laughs> a la Angel. So Angel's like, in his inner monologue, well, that was interesting, but I'm definitely not going to do whatever Nadira said because I have nothing else to go on besides the glass floor.
0: I have my gut feeling, which has always worked out well for me. I should always trust my guts.
1: Okay, for real, has it ever actually worked out? I mean, I guess it was his gut feeling to go up to Los Angeles and that kind of worked out for a while.
0: He ran away and then the powers found him. He had to be, that wasn't even his own work. Well, wow. I mean, yeah, there's a few small examples, but overall, no, he's bad at this.
1: So again, Angel starts asking around at his usual places to try and find Corky. He's like, tell me where Corky is. And everybody's like, Corky is not worth going up against. Corky owns Magic Town right now, so just leave him alone. And Angel's like, never.
0: And also, please stop ruining our bars with your violence. Do you know how hard it is to run a small business? I guess you do. You somehow ran a detective agency.
1: Out of an old abandoned hotel maybe that's what you need to do move your comic shop to an old abandoned hotel
0: so angel gets a hot tip from one of the bars so he just doesn't beat people up
1: yeah and the bartender was like please just don't tell him at all ever where you got this information
0: and angel goes back down to his. he just could have stayed at his house he goes back down to the sewer yeah where he is punched in the face
1: by a giant minotaur minotaur it's definitely a minotaur Wearing a loincloth.
0: Well, you know, at least he's modest.
1: I suppose. It's kind of ragged.
0: It's a minotaur with four tusks, three giant meaty fingers, and he stands about ten feet tall.
1: And so Angel calls him Porky. He says, Corky and Porky, quite a team. Which, that's not very good, but it was kind of funny to read out loud.
0: Also doesn't sound like a line that would come out of Angel's mouth.
1: Corky and Porky.
0: Yeah. I don't feel like he was big on puns. Rhyming? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like this is hilarious. I have to say this out loud so everyone can hear how funny it is. Doesn't seem super angel like.
1: I would do that. I would totally do that. I mean not in that situation, because giant minotaur, but in real life
0: I don't know, just most of the inner monologue works, most of the dialogue works, but for whatever reason these two panels just feel real out of place. It goes if you think I'm going to roll over for a couple of jokers like you, again, would Angel say jokers?
1: No. Also, Angel doesn't normally talk that much when he's, like, in a fight situation. That's more of a buffy thing.
0: And so Angel's punched in the face again, as well he should have. He's like, this is for Porky!
1: Whap! <laughs> it looks hard, too. That doesn't look very fun. Yeah,
0: like, this dude is just beating the hell out of Angel. And it doesn't go well, and he ends up drowning Angel in the sewer until Angel stops moving.
1: They And then Corky, because Corky's there too. Did we mention that?
0: Yeah, he's just there yelling from the sideline.
1: So Corky also brings up a really interesting point. Can vampires be drowned? They oh, don't breathe.
0: Only in that one episode of Buffy where it didn't make any sense. Okay. That was in season seven. How did they not have the rules down by then?
1: But here in Angel season <laughs> 10, are we in season 10? Yeah. Here in Angel season 10, the answer is a no.
0: Yeah. Actually, I love this. This is probably my favorite page of art in the whole first arc. Really? Yeah, probably. It's so nasty and violent. It's gross. It's good violence.
1: It was maybe why it was less my favorite.
0: So the giant three-fingered Minotaur is holding down Angel face down in the sewer. Gross, by the way.
1: At least the water looks cleaner than I think it probably is. Like, at least they made it, like, a bluish color, not, like, a brackish color.
0: And Angel reaches behind his head, takes both of the fingers, and just snaps both of them, one in each hand, because they both fill a hand. And the minotaur shoots up, screaming in pain. You can just see these fingers pointing in the directions they shouldn't be. It's so gross. It's real awesome art. It looks painful.
1: It does. And it doesn't even... It's not even on a humanoid hand.
0: Yeah, like, you buy it. Like, Angel got beaten up, and then he found in advantage and then our um little piggy goes squee as angel punches him repeatedly in the face by the
1: little piggy he means porky
0: but unfortunately corky ran away from porky flew away fluttered flapped flapped flapped
1: and we have a new friend that shows up
0: (gasps) a new friend
1: inspector brant who tells us that corky's last name is smallwood ironically or he's appropriately
0: he yeah he was with he always did know when to hoof it and since angel seems to be big on the puns he's like no hooves are over here pointed at the minotaur but he missed his chance
1: anyway angel still has on vamp face when he's talking to inspector brant which i think is really interesting
0: So yeah, we have inspector brant who's going to be here to deliver exposition and send angel on assorted little missions throughout the season
1: yay inspector Brandt! hey buddy so he's kind of like dowling
0: a little bit but british
1: british dowling
0: so they go back to the bar to get a drink, and Brant gives some backstory on Corky. Apparently, before he was turned into a little pixie, he should just be a purse snatcher. And he's getting power and intel from someone, but Brant doesn't know who it is, and he's willing to work with Angel to help him get to the bottom of this. Could this be a budding new best friendship? No. Yes. <laughs> but, you know. He certainly is convenient.
1: And Angel asks him about the glassblower because Angel is now feeling rather chagrined that...
0: He didn't listen to Dindira after getting his face shoved in poopy sewer water. He's like, maybe I should have listened to the also, other lady.
1: Also, he got beat up by a minotaur. You're really obsessed with the sewer water here. I feel like the miniature was more of a threat, but sure, the sewer water was grosser. I
0: mean, he'll heal from the punches. Will you heal from the indignity of having your face (laughs) rubbed in poop?
1: I feel like if you live in the sewers, it's kind of an occupational hazard. I suppose. Residential hazard, maybe?
0: Gross. All gross. All gross. Gross, Angel. Enjoy cleaning the blood off your wall. The most hygienic thing about your life.
1: Ew. Nobody tells you how gross being a vampire actually is.
0: And ending the Angel side of the story, kind of on an anticlimactic note, Angel goes, <laughs> you know what I think about the glassblower? And Brandt goes, nope. <laughs> and that's the end of the Angel story.
1: So back to Faith. <laughs> At
0: least in this issue. These two stories are happening simultaneously, but just for the sake of an audio podcast, it works a lot better to split them up. So Faith will have the more definitive end to the issue versus just a guy going, nope. But on the Faith side of things, Faith is off on Kennedy's private jet, who was like, hey, we have a full shower in here if, you know, you want to clean up after killing things. I mean, you're pretty lucky you haven't had your face rubbed in sewer water today, so you might not need one.
1: (laughs) And Faith turns down the shower offer. I don't think I would. there's a private jet with a shower on it, wouldn't you just want to try it out?
0: Yeah, she just flew from England, killed a bunch of things, got into a car accident. And Faith is like, no, I don't need a shower. And she's just being sad about life, thinking back to her parting ways with Giles mere minutes before. Don't know why these pages weren't reversed.
1: Well, it's like a <laughs> s- flashback for just a second. Yeah, I don't
0: know. we have one page, then a flashback to something that happened mere minutes before. And then before the page is even done, we're back into the present time.
1: Yeah. So we find out that Giles said goodbye to Faith. He came running back to say goodbye to her. And And
0: he has a weird line. He goes, it's true. I chose Buffy.
1: It is a weird line. Because normally Giles is not, he doesn't really say that he chooses anyone over anybody else. She's not a
0: Pokemon.
1: (laughs) No, I didn't really think about it that way. But then he tries to like backpedal on what he came running after Faith to tell her. That he really thinks that Faith is more independent than Buffy. And Faith can handle being alone, but Buffy can't.
0: If anything, Faith probably needs people more than Buffy.
1: Yeah, if anything, Buffy was just alone, kind of. I mean, like, she didn't really have a home.
0: She has all of her friends around her, and Faith is like, Go off with Kennedy. You two know each other so well. Yeah. I know that you just lost Angel. Also, Giles out. Peace.
1: Yeah, and not only Giles out, but Giles out, and I choose Buffy over you, so all of your fears (laughs) are confirmed.
0: Yeah. So he's had two weird lines in both arcs so far, because over on the Buffy side of things, he was like, I can't be your father figure anymore. Weird line, twelve year old, really follow yourself. And on this side, he's like, "I choose Buffy."
1: Also weird line, because Giles would never actually admit that he was their father figure. Like, I can't ever imagine Giles being like, "Yes, I am your father figure." Like, he just would be. But if they ever tried to say that, he'd be like, "No, no, I'm more of a fun uncle or something." And a then uncle. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: that's the word Giles would use. Uncle.
1: I don't think it is. I think that's what you would use.
0: No. You'd <laughs> Be like,
1: hmm. Started good. Started with dad jokes, so.
0: And Faith goes over to Deep Scan, flying away in Kennedy's jet, where she meets a character who you feel like is going to have a role to play. She has none. She's like here for now and leaves. Faith meets the HR lady. I
1: really didn't think the HR lady was going to have a role, but... Oh, I
0: don't know. She just seemed to, like, be so aggressive towards Faith. I just could have seen her popping up more. I don't think she does. No. And she basically is, Faith, a million stacks of paperwork, which, in all fairness, if you are working a job where you're, you know, a known ex-murderer doing private security and possibly more murder... Then... A fair amount of paperwork seems reasonable.
1: Yeah, they talk about the healthcare plan. Life is good.
0: And Faith is like, I'm more of an action lady. Do I have to do this? And she's like, Yeah, you do. Get out of my face.
1: Yeah, little old lady is intense and I like her.
0: She's sassy. She's bad at HR. She, she
1: reminded me of Ethel Beavers.
0: She's like, You're just employee 344 to me.
1: Welcome to Deep Scan. Yeah. Aggressively.
0: We're so happy to see you. Do you know who has to file this paperwork? It's not you.
1: I know. You'd think they do it all on a computer at DeepScan.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't have to tell you. I
1: don't either.
0: It's more visually interesting to give Faith a stack of paperwork. <laughs> give than... her an iPad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at all of the tabs you have to go through.
1: <laughs> Fill out this one first.
0: And Faith to blow off some steam gets a gun.
1: Never a great idea to give Faith a gun, but whatever. But we find out that guns now work against the vampires. Did we always know that? No,
0: it's only very recently been established. Okay. Like within the last arc that, you know, if you shoot out someone's brain, probably take them down. It's like the same as decapitation, but it's not like Faith is just going to be going up against vampires and demons. It could be other things. It never really is, but it could be.
1: So she's practicing her gun skills.
0: She's bad at it. Her target practice is no bueno. And we see on Faith's, I don't know what they call these, like the target sheets that show like a head in the center of a body. She has drawn a doodle of the HR lady's face. And she's also missed the face every single time.
1: Yeah, Faith is just not good at it. But I do think it's funny that Faith has on the protective headgear and goggles.
0: She has proper gun safety.
1: I guess she does, even though she's never really used to gun before. But Kennedy's (laughs) like, guns are the future for slaying, so... I guess that makes sense. Weren't guns the future for slang in like the 1600s?
0: Yes. And Kennedy says they have their first assignment and it's a real assignment. It's not like Buffy's fake one. They're going to be doing private security for a up and coming rock star who's not actually that important, but he thinks he's super important. And that's kind of the dealio.
1: Yeah. So Kennedy hands her a Is file. for
0: dealio? It's not a word I use.
1: I would say dealio. <laughs> so Kennedy hands her a file and the look on Faith's face. Slash the gun in her hand.
0: She's like, I have read enough today.
1: Makes us pretty certain that Faith did nothing more than hold that file.
0: Yeah. Faith's like, I'll totally read this. I'm so known for my reading. Yeah. And we cut to this up-and-coming rock star who I just want to punch by the name. His name is Billy Rage.
1: Why do you want to punch him for his name? Because
0: it's a dumb stage name.
1: Maybe it's not a stage name. Think about that, Ryder Strong. It sounds like it should be a stage name, but it's not. It's
0: like, on the other hand, I guess I like a guy named Sid Vicious, so...
1: Is that a stage name? Oh, yeah. I just assume that all these are real names. Is that terrible?
0: <laughs> yeah, Sid Vicious is not a real name. <laughs> Neither was Johnny Rotten.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Did you know that Emma Stone is a stage name? Her real name is Emily. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) back to Billy Grange.
0: And he seems to be doing a spin on a Beastie Boys song. He's like, you've got to fight, fight, fight for your right to basic bacon and eggs. Yeah, basic bacon and eggs. Bad lyrics. I can't back it up, but I assume bad tune.
1: Yeah, nothing good is happening here.
0: On the other hand, he is playing in F-sharp.
1: Oh, so good art.
0: And what's...
1: So you still don't like anything about Billy, but you're pleased with the art. So that's good.
0: It uh, looks like the basis is hitting a G. Sorry. I mean, that's legit. That's, I mean, doing a bar chord.
1: So yay for the art.
0: And Faith and the other Slayers go back to the after party where Billy Rage is talking about how great he is and that his life is awesome.
1: And he has like three girls hanging off of him, which is kind of what their assignment is to make sure that... The girls and Billy end up parting ways before Billy gets in the limo.
0: Yeah. And Faith is kind of grossed out by this whole scene. When all of a sudden, a bald middle-aged man shoves his way into the room with a gun.
1: Dun dun don.
0: And why does he have a gun after Faith tackles him to the ground?
1: And smacks his head against the ground with like blood coming out of it. That looks really terrible. Yeah. I feel like he definitely has a concussion now.
0: And Faith... And the girl who was previously on Billy Rage runs over. She's like, Daddy! And Faith's like, don't hurt him. And he yells out that the girl is only 17 years old.
1: And Faith is horrified. Also, not that I have any problem with Faith being horrified, but I feel like Faith has already hurt that guy. So saying don't hurt him at this point would be useless.
0: Yeah, I guess guess don't kill him.
1: is more accurate.
0: And... The father gets up and starts yelling at Billy Rage. And he's like, get this old man out of here. And Faith's like, we're not here to protect your jailbait, you creep. And the dumb girl, that's her new name, dumb girl. Dumb girl. She's like, daddy, leave him alone. I love him. Guy, I I don't know how long they've been talking or whatever, but it's weird. It's uncomfortable.
1: It is uncomfortable. And then Dumb Girl starts beating up Faith and saying, You leave my daddy alone. And then everything goes south.
0: The father attacks Billy Rage when all of a sudden Billy Rage turns into a giant demon.
1: Who looks like a rooster.
0: A giant red bird. But he's really an aggressive bird. He's a bird that has a beak, but he has teeth.
1: He does. He also has like claw hands. He doesn't really have feathers. He's like a bird head.
0: Kind of like Porky. He's also about 10 feet tall. I was gonna say,
1: he looks like the minotaur with a bird head instead of a <laughs> hog head.
0: I was trying to see if I could do Corky Porky and something else couldn't, couldn't get there.
1: <laughs> I was wondering what that look was on your face. It was a thinking look.
0: Yeah, it didn't work. I guess I'm just not as quick as Angel.
1: <laughs> Can anybody be as quick as Angel? So speaking of Angel, let's pop back to his world.
0: So let's go to issue three and back to Angel. Because why not?
1: Why not, indeed? Angel's back with Nadira being like, things didn't go so well with Corky and Porky. <laughs>
0: And Adira talking to someone is going, he has to hit his head against the wall to see it for himself. Maybe. Then Angel enters the room. She's like, oh, Angel, we were just talking about you and how you do the same dumb thing over and over and over again, you moth to the flame.
1: Yeah, she really could have been talking to anybody who's been observing Angel ever. Us. <laughs> she could have been talking to us. Yeah,
0: she, she, yeah. It's okay. You don't need to explain him to us.
1: <laughs> we already know where he does.
0: <laughs> We've seen this dumb behavior before. And she's like, I'm sorry your pixie hunt didn't work out. Did you have a lovely chat with Inspector Brandt?
1: Yeah, and so we're getting more of Nijera's weird, it's not really premonitions. It's like she can see what's happening.
0: He's like, you haven't me followed? She's like, no. I do like her description though. Angel, you're like a hole of blackness that all colors swirl around <laughs> and disappear into. I couldn't look away from you if I tried.
1: Ironically, half of her body is like a hole of, pla- of blackness with just like... Swirling colors. Swirling colors on top of it. But it was a good description of Angel. And so Nadira, again, is like, the glassblower. You gotta go to the glassblower. <laughs> I don't know anything else about the glassblower. I just got that name in my head. So go find out what that means and then you'll find an answer.
0: So like, I don't know about this. I like doing things my way your way worked
1: terribly you found porky
0: you're bad at this you've been bad at this how you've saved the world is beyond anyone
1: usually had help
0: thick-headedness i think actually gets him through usually yeah somehow he's too dumb to give up
1: yeah just sheer stubbornness it's
0: like all right so i'll go find a glass blower how do i find a glass blower I guess I'll go to the one business in town that blows glass.
1: I feel like London should have more than one glass blowing business, but I guess it's Magic Town.
0: Yeah, maybe that maybe only has one. That one district in London. So thankfully he goes to the one business in town that actually does glass blowing.
1: Called Ajax Glassworks. Helpful.
0: And he finds like an old drunken sea captain. Yeah. Who's smoking a pipe?
1: Yeah. Like an old
0: timey pipe
1: and he's like there used to be lots of workers that went in and out but now there's just the one guy left in there which is very reminiscent of Willy Wonka the workers used to come in and out and now no one comes in and out but the glass gets made just like the chocolate so Angel goes in
0: it is greeted by a booming ominous voice who dares enter the lair of the glass blower lair this is a factory no
1: I feel like lair is a creative word
0: I'm looking for a guy named Rucker there is no Rutger. There is only the glass blower. Like, okay, yeah, great. I get it. So, you. I'm looking for you. Cool glass blower. Real ominous name.
1: And we find out, as Angel gets wrapped in some tentacles, the glass blower is like an octopus?
0: No, I think he's hot glass.
1: But he has like tentacles with like the squishy things like an octopus.
0: He's an octopus with hot glass. He's a hot glactopus.
1: Wow. You said I was making up words. Okay. Glactopus.
0: And even though he's like, I'm not going to answer any of your questions. He just chooses to give his whole backstory. Basically, he's like, Hey, before I was a man, now I'm a giant kiln, and I make perfect bottles that can house anything.
1: Yes. And Corky came to him. Uh, He brings up Corky. Angel doesn't have to bring up Corky. The glassblower is like, Corky came to me and had a challenge of the perfect bottle, and I rose to that challenge because I can do anything with glass. And Angel's like, So not good that you're working with Corky. He's like,
0: I have some questions for you. He's like, No time for your questions. I make these perfect glass bottles that hold pure magic within them and Corky comes and gets them from me. But I'm not telling you any information.
1: <laughs> but that's all you're getting from me. And then he throws Angel out a window.
0: Angel's like, I want to kick that open myself. He returns to the deer he's like, why?
1: He's like, so I found the octopus. Why did you s- I got
0: beat up again?
1: That's all that Angel ever get, does. She just gets beaten up. And is like, well, that's really interesting. I think it's time for you to go talk to Inspector Brain again.
0: I do like a lot of her dialogue. The trick is letting go of the illusion you have control. You have to recognize there is a flow to things. Angel has no control. He's never had control.
1: And he's also really bad at going with the flow of anything. Yeah,
0: and of giving up any sense of control. So I'm kind of with Nadira here. I was super against her last season. This year I'm with her.
1: Yeah, I, Nadira, it's funny that it is Nadira because it's like a whole different character.
0: Yeah. Something's happened to her. Maybe we'll find out.
1: Literally, we can see. (laughs) Things (laughs) happened.
0: She she just kind of like shoos him away. She's like, off you go. I have helpless to help.
1: Yeah. And just like, meh.
0: I guess I'll go. But he does
1: it anyway. Like he does exactly what she wanted. He goes and finds Brant. And while he's finding Brant, he's like, I don't really know why I'm talking to you, but she sent me here. And then. And then
0: Brant's like, oh, Nadir. He's like, ow. Do I? Am I the only one who doesn't know anything? And he's like, yeah, probably. (laughs) You're not very smart.
1: Yeah, I know. How did everybody else in Magic Town know about Najira? But meanwhile, Angel's like, I'm going to save Magic Town. I'm going to make Magic Town safe again. But somehow he's never heard of Najira, so weird. But he does happen upon two guys, two boys who are picking up some glass bottles. Yeah, suspiciously full of something like magic
0: yeah angel's like how could i not have seen it before it was right under my nose the whole time like people walking
1: with bottles
0: in a street
1: i don't know what like. angel's been doing this whole time but clearly it's not been observing very well
0: and angel points out like without nadira pointing him towards Brent, he never would have seen these you know teenagers who are off to get drunk it could just be that yeah he's like i saw someone with glass so I knew it had to be the evil glass.
1: Yeah, it's an odd shift, but Angel's super on board with Nadira now, so that's good, I guess.
0: So he follows these boys into a warehouse, expecting this to be the end of his quest that certainly will go as smooth as can be.
1: Right, because following magic bottles into an abandoned building is a great idea, always.
0: And he's immediately punched to the face again by Pearl. Because Pearl's back.
1: Yeah, and Uh, Corky.
0: Under the employ of Corky. Although she said she'd work for him for free because she wants to kill Angel with the whole her brother is dead now.
1: Yeah.
0: Pearl's not looking too good. She's got a big gash across her face. She's blind to one eye. But she seems to have even more power than before.
1: Yeah, she has a lot of anger, so. Yeah, why not? Meanwhile, on the faith side of things, we're back with Billy Rage.
0: I'm still trying to come up with a rhyme. Couldn't do it. So, Billy Rage, now a giant bird demon,
1: clucks at Faith angrily. He does, actually. I don't, I didn't really look at it, I guess. I just assumed it was like yelling noises. It was not. It's
0: a giant cluck.
1: It's a clucking noise, so that's hilarious.
0: Here's something a little weird. So, he runs at the girl and her father, and Faith jumps in the way, and somehow big on the somehow, pulls a short sword out of the inside of her jacket. That couldn't fit in there.
1: No, it would really show up in the lines of the jacket.
0: (laughs) Or poke through it. And she attacks the bird with all of the other deep skin members being like, what are you doing? This isn't what we're here to do.
1: And Faith is like, yes, it is. I slay demons. There's a demon.
0: I do like that she calls him Foghorn Leghorn.
1: (laughs) I do also like that she's like, I'm running out of chicken insults here. Rooster demon wisecracks, exactly what she says.
0: And as Faith is about to deliver the killing blow, Kennedy runs in and tackles her. She's like, no, slow-mo. And Kenny's like, what are you doing? We're supposed to be protecting the client, not killing him. And Faith's like, he's a demon. She's like, yeah, it was in the file.
1: How do you think he found deep scan in the first place? She's
0: like, oh, I should have read that.
1: Yeah. And then Faith is like, but that girl was underage.
0: And Kennedy has a moment where she's, like, underage. But she can't lose face in front of the client.
1: Yeah, and also... Kennedy brings up a really, I don't know if it's a good point or not, but it's a true point. She's like, look, we can't make other people do their jobs. We can only do our job. And we've been hired to protect the client. They're supposed to card at the door. We can't do anything about that.
0: Which is gross, but trueish.
1: I know. It's kind of like a, yeah, I guess that's true. You can't take all the blame on yourself for things that you can't control. But is
0: Kennedy becoming Wolfram and Hart?
1: Sad? I don't know. Is Kennedy becoming Angel at Wolfram and Hart?
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And Kenny's like, I'll debrief you back at headquarters.
1: So Faith goes and gets another gun and starts shooting in the shooting range again.
0: She's yeah. still not
1: good at it, by the way.
0: No, and Faith's like, so I get it. You're going to fire me. That's fine. Kenny's like, I'm not going to fire you. I have more faith in you than that.
1: Thankfully, she doesn't actually say that. <laughs> I wish she But did. why has no one ever used that before?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. She's like, hey, even Buffy screwed up her first mission. And then she quit.
1: And then she gave me back the money, I guess? I don't know. And then she didn't? Things were weird.
0: And... Kennedy basically says, like, look, I agree. We can't be dealing with people who are, you know, grooming underage girls, but you also can't question me in front of my employees and in front of clients.
1: Right. Like, that's a discussion to have back at headquarters, not in front of the client, because now also Billy Rage is fired Deep Scan forever, which is fine, I guess. No one really liked him anyway. But a client's a client.
0: And after Faith cools down a little bit, after her, you know, gun session, she goes back to the deep scan locker room where she's, you know, locker-rooming it up, I guess, doing what you do, showering, changing, and she hears one of the other girls who is on the mission with her, and there's some gossip going, like, spill, we hear Faith is the worst and screwed up forever.
1: Which, okay, to be fair to this girl, this girl's like, I'm not gonna tell you anything, like, you can talk to Kennedy about it, but it's not my place.
0: And... And then she immediately, with a small amount of pressure, she's like, fine. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you everything.
1: The other girls are like, well, we hear that she... Attacked the client? Yeah, we hear that she was really terrible towards the client. And the girl's like, well, it's almost like she didn't feel like she had to do the homework.
0: That's the problem with those A-list slayers, I guess. They don't always play well with others.
1: Uh, Fair? I feel like accurate? that's really, really accurate. Yeah, Yeah,
0: she's not wrong.
1: No, and also... Both Buffy and Faith felt like they didn't need to do the homework. So again, I would kind of be on the other Slayer's side here because I'm a preparer. And so I would be annoyed if somebody that I was on a mission with didn't prepare for the mission and then was like, I just thought that because I'm the coolest I could get by. Mm. Wouldn't that be annoying? Totally with her. Unnamed Slayer. Also, I like that there are A-list Slayers.
0: Isn't Kennedy one of those?
1: guess.
0: Issue four begins with Angel back with Pearl. We don't need to worry about Pearl and Nash anymore because Nash is dead.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, minorly convenient, because I always mix them up. So now I know know. it's just Pearl. Solid.
0: Pearl picks up Angel by the jacket, the scruff of his jacket. She's like, this is for my dead brother Nash. You remember Nash, don't you? Also, I'm more powerful now. I think when he died, I absorbed his power. I'm not sure, but it kind of feels that way.
1: Why don't you try it out when I punch you?
0: In the face, against that wall that's 20 feet away. Crash. New drinking game for this arc. Every time Angel is punched in the face, take a drink.
1: Wow, that would not be a good drinking game.
0: (laughs) He would die. I
1: would die.
0: And Angel crashes into the back wall, destroying some bottles of pure magic.
1: And Corky comes flying out of nowhere being like, Be careful, Pearl. We don't know what's going to happen. Those are pure magic, so if those explode, what would happen to everybody ever?
0: We don't know what your green zappy powers will do to him. She's like, Don't tell me how to kill things. So instead of heeding his warning, she instead shoots her green laser bits right at all the bottles of pure magic, and Angel's response is, run away!
1: And so he pulls some of the humans out with him, because helping the helpless. Yeah. Kind of his jam. But he's kind of helpless here, so help yourself first, Angel. It's like in an airplane. So Angel starts fighting Pearl, and he punches her in the face!
0: Nice change of pace for this arc. I know! And then headbutts her.
1: That was a weird one. I wasn't expecting that one. He
0: has such a big caveman brow, it's probably fine.
1: Poor angel. Can vampires get concussions? Because he would be concussed very much so at that point.
0: And basically Pearl's like, enough of that. Flies him high up into the air and then just starts electrocuting him with green energy. You can see his skeleton. It looks painful.
1: It looks very painful, every part about it.
0: And it looks like Angel's on the ropes. He's gonna die. There's no chance. But instead, he pulls a bottle out of his pocket, you know, one of those pure magic ones, and throws it at her like it's a Molotov cocktail while it explodes in the air.
1: I was gonna say, it kind of has the same reaction, so... Yeah. It works.
0: And it... Doesn't, you know, do too much damage physically.
1: It would blind her.
0: Except for the blinding flash of light. Heavy on the blinding.
1: Yeah. So poor Pearl is now blind. I guess poor Pearl? I don't really know.
0: She flies away. Like, she doesn't really know what direction she's going, but she just flies.
1: And Angel falls (laughs) to the ground with a crash.
0: Conveniently through the same roof he was just pushed through.
1: So, yay. This is
0: also the second leather jacket that's been tattered in this arc.
1: How many does he have?
0: I don't know. More than two, apparently.
1: Well, good for him, I guess. And then he starts getting attacked by Corky and his pixies, which is just adding insult to injury at that point. Like, the pixies.
0: They come at him with little razor blades.
1: And he's like, what are you actually going to do with that? And then they come at him with little pieces of wood. So, better. In
0: all fairness, yeah. Yeah, like, they could actually do
1: that. So, cool.
0: And Angel just starts slapping all these little pixies yeah so much slapping
1: there is a lot of
0: very little punching it's
1: like odd violence
0: a lot of slapping and he plucks corky out of the air and brings him back to nadira along with a bottle of magic and nadira's like see what this does and she opens it up and the magic comes out as a nice mist surrounds corky and it sucks him in there like he's the genie from aladdin
1: yeah and I'm she far. and hang
0: on wait wait and then she puts a cork on corky
1: that was terrible but i guess you've been searching for a terrible pun all night so that was definitely as good as you're gonna get
0: and angel's like how'd you do that she's like i didn't do anything
1: the magic did it
0: Twas the magic
1: <laughs> i kind of like that she's so with the flow now also one of her feet is swirly i didn't know that
0: Oh, yeah, she's such a hippie now
1: i can roll with that
0: and angel in his tattered coat returns to the scene of the crime. All the glass bottles are gone. He probably just could have like, flicked Corky that and knocked him out and dealt with all the bottles earlier. So this is his own fault. So while Angel is looking at this empty warehouse, Brant approaches from behind him and lights up a cigarette. He's like, what happened here? And Angel's like, Pixies took a bunch of magic, met that Nadira chick again. Kind of on board with her.
1: Yeah, I am too, Angel. I am too.
0: And then we see that the other Pixies grabbed all of the magic bottles, which are bigger than they are. I know. And brought them... To another location.
1: It takes like seven of them to pick up one of these little...
0: Boxes of boxes magic. Boxes of
1: magic. They're followed by this rat.
0: Yeah. And the rat jumps by them and they knock a bottle over. It doesn't quite break. They're like, I'm so sorry. We were so clumsy. And the rat turns into a lady.
1: Who's Amy?
0: Oh boy. Amy's back. I was sad. We don't really like Amy. I miss
1: Drew. Can we bring Drew back?
0: And Amy's fine at this. I mean, that's kind of all we see of her in this arc. She's not bad by any stretch, but I've never been the biggest fan of Amy returning over and over and over again. Like, let's just get rid of her.
1: I know. It's, it's odd what characters got bring back, yeah, I mean, bring back Drew. I like Drew. I was
0: kind of done with Amy after season six, and she's managed to squeeze a few extra seasons in there.
1: Yeah, I didn't need skinless Warren back either. I liked him. Okay. well, you can have skinless Warren then. Meanwhile,
0: back on Faith's story after her sad locker room eavesdropping. Yeah. Faith decides that it's time for her to leave. She can't be a part of Deep Skate anymore. She packs her bag and calls for a cab.
1: And Kennedy finds her outside waiting for the cab, so not super quick.
0: And boy, the Faith story is a lot shorter. She only got a few pages this issue. Yeah, she did. Which is fine, I guess.
1: Yeah, she kind of wrapped up.
0: And Faith is packing her bags into the cab, and Kennedy's like, wait, you could make a difference here. We can help you. We can help each other. We can be better. And Faith's like, no, you said I could leave if I wanted to. Clearly, it's not a prison.
1: Yeah, and Faith is like, look, Playing with others is not really my M.O. Um, I do a lot better on my own.
0: And Kennedy goes, here's a file. Try reading this one and maybe you'll change your mind.
1: And who do we see but, don don dun, Riley Finn
0: who is marked as missing.
1: Which is really sad. So Faith takes it.
0: Yeah, she's back on board because... She
1: might actually read this one too.
0: Yeah, she's like, oh, I know that guy. Kind of. Kind of? I knew him in another body and had sex with him. In
1: the biblical sense, she knew him.
0: I think had sex with him covered it.
1: I liked mine better. While
0: she was in Buffy's body.
1: In the biblical sense. And then they went to church. Also in the biblical sense, (laughs) I guess. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. Riley rolls up to like, does the initiative know about this? He's like, no, I'm just running late for church. (laughs) I was like, he was in a full suit for that. It's an event for him. I
1: like Riley. Riley's my favorite. So I'm really sad that Riley's missing.
0: And we finish this first one off with a one shot titled Old Habits. No, no okay. faith in this one.
1: Yeah, this is just an angel one. Shockingly, angel has some old habits. And we're back at the convent with angel and his nuns back in his Irish days, I guess.
0: He loves nuns. Specifically, he loves to murder them.
1: Right. And we're back in the days when he had an accent.
0: And they're in a convent, so in the biblical sense.
1: He also loved nuns? <laughs>
0: no, just he's there. Yes. They do Bible things there. Oh, okay. And he kills all the nuns, burns the convent down, and then wakes up from a dream.
1: And he has 70,000 abs.
0: And a really nice bathroom for a guy who's living in a sewer.
1: Yeah, maybe he upgraded.
0: No, he's still in the sewer. I mean, he walks out into the sewer.
1: That's true. But he has like an armoire. Maybe that's like, maybe since it's Magic Town, they started making things for the vampires. Although, I guess that the vampires can go in the sunlight now. I don't know. I don't have an answer.
0: An angel says that he's having strange dreams. Every time you have strange dreams, it's a thing.
1: I know. Idiot.
0: Pay attention.
1: Why don't you go talk to Nadira? Because she has weird premonitions, too.
0: The last time you had strange dreams, Darla was seducing you. In the biblical sense. In, in the biblical sense. Then he tackled Wesley while he was naked, and it was funny. <laughs>
1: such a seven-year-old, you're like, they're naked, so it's funnier. It was. (laughs) Anyway, so we cut to a random... Scene with a random lady who looks overwhelmed with her packages after her day's shopping. And tough,
0: honestly tough. You've planned poorly. You have too many boxes and bags for your very expensive shopping day.
1: So she just is looking a little frazzled. She gets bumped by a punk.
0: He has a big mohawk and a vest that says "misfit" on it, so you know he's hardcore.
1: I do. He also had a leather cuff.
0: So tough.
1: Mm-hmm. That's exactly <sighs> what it means. And all of a sudden, a very nicely dressed, clean cut gentleman shows up in a fancy little sport coat and says, may I help you?
0: He doesn't even ask, he just says it. He goes, I'll help you, miss.
1: Definitely not what he sounds like. I'm so sorry to anybody who had to hear that. (laughs) I was going to say who actually is... Not from America, but then
0: I was just going to leave it at everybody. I can't look at the analytics based on country. I wish I do.
1: That would be cool. If you are from anywhere, tell us. Even if you're from, I don't know, Maine. So tell us that. Say hi.
0: And he helps carry all of these bags and boxes to her car. And then he's a vampire and just murders her.
1: Right. Yeah, not great.
0: And we find Inspector Brandt in the bar where Angel now frequents, apparently. He's like, I get information here and get drunk. Like, (laughs) well, he's not even getting like a little drunk. Angel's in the back with his own bottle of hard liquor, which is 90% gone. Angel's getting smashed.
1: But he's enjoying himself, so good for Angel. I is mean, he... honestly, what is he doing with his life now? Like, how does he have money? Again, with the how does Angel have money thing? How did he keep buying leather jackets? How does he have this alcohol? Yeah. How does he pay for the sewer room?
0: Why is he drinking alone in a bar with a whole bottle of alcohol? That's going to be stupid expensive. You could do that for like a t- you know, 10th of that by yourself in your sewer hole.
1: I think you just answered your question right there, so.
0: And Brant comes to Angel with some information. He's like, there have been a bunch of girls killed recently by vampires in broad daylight. What's up with that? And Angel's interested in this. He's like, vampires can't go out in the daylight. I know, I've tried.
1: Frequently. He's like, it's super irritating. You should cover yourself up.
0: This one time I had a ring that could make me immortal in the sunlight, but I smashed it for some reason.
1: Wasn't super clear at the time, and it's less clear now.
0: It would be so handy.
1: Yeah, you'd be like all of the other (laughs) vampires now.
0: Keep the immortal ring, idiot. Whatever.
1: Whatever. He doesn't have it anymore, and the girls are still being killed.
0: So he springs a trap
1: with the help of Lavinia and Sophie, because, you know, They are attractive, young-ish... Socialites. Socialites, due to lots of magic. And money. And money. So poor Lavinia gets left as the bait. She gets dumped with all the bags. And Sophie goes off and is like, I'll see you at home, darling sister. I have to go get my hair cut, which we both need. And so the gentleman comes along in the same coat like didn't he get blood on it anyway it's his murder coat I guess it's his murder coat and he's like let me help you miss and so she's like oh can you come back to my house which is creepy you don't invite people back to your house Lavinia
0: and carry these for me so Angel who can't go down the sunlight runs through the tunnels he's like haha I'll cut them (laughs) off at the pass and then they're doing some construction under there he's like crap Um, (laughs) long way around
1: I know Podcast dogs also irritated by the construction delays.
0: Lavinia goes inside to find Sophie. She's like, oh, where's Angel? She's like, not here. Um, did you just invite a super strong daylight vampire into our house?
1: And she's like, why, yes, I did. You'll be glad to know. And so Lavinia and Sophie start trying to stake him, but they (laughs) can't.
0: I like them so much. They are the best characters that have come into the comics.
1: They really are.
0: He walks into the kitchen and goes, ladies, I'm feeling peckish. I thought with my tea, I might have a bite. And he goes vamp face.
1: And Lavinia goes, oh, darling, really? And Sophie goes, that can't be your banter. I know, they are charming. They are by far my favorites. They might even be more my favorites than a lot of the established characters. I know,
0: they're definitely the best things that, have that come out of the comics. I wish that they had made it
1: into the TV show. How great would that have been?
0: They were supposed to in the Ripper spinoff show that never happened.
1: Well, that's sad. Thanks, BBC. Love BBC, don't disparage them.
0: They took them away. And then he goes, I do so enjoy being scolded. I think that's why I pick older women. The most insulting thing you could say to these two.
1: And they're like, older! And they break out some steaks, because obviously they should have steaks in the kitchen.
0: And try and take him out, but he's too strong, what with the new enhanced vampire things. So instead, they hit him with a frying pan, like it's a Looney Tunes cartoon. Which
1: was also effective in the, you know, kind of knocking him out and getting him away from them. They, they try
0: th- and set him on fire, they shoot him with a crossbow, but he just turns into fire. Fall-
1: It doesn't, yeah, it's not very helpful. And then he turns into a bat, but then the crossbow turns him back into a humanoid vampire.
0: And Angel shows up, grabs him by the neck, and throws him into a wall.
1: And then cuts off his head with a really big sword. Handy. So now Angel has found out that the new vampires can go in the sunlight, can turn into bats, can turn into mist.
0: And they're tougher than him, even though he kills them every single time.
1: So, huh.
0: Yeah, whatever. And Angel's walking down the street like, Things keep changing. Maybe I should call Buffy, but I probably shouldn't do it. I'd like to figure out why vampires are different again, but I guess that's just one more thing to keep me up at night. And we see the newspaper, and it shows that six are dead in a convent fire, just like his dream. It's like that time that he had bad dreams That Jeremy Renner was controlling Every time you have bad dreams it's the thing
1: Yeah Why
0: haven't you figured this out
1: Okay so as much as I enjoyed that one shot For the Sophie and Lavinia element of it I have a few problems with it So problem the first There are other people that he can call besides Buffy, like Giles is over there now, or perhaps he could have talked to, I don't know, Faith, or anybody else that was over there dealing with the new vampires, and they could have collaborated on this new information. Or Alistair. Or Alistair. Literally anybody. There were so many people he could have talked to. Instead of Buffy, he could have talked to Spike. Instead he was just like, no, I can't talk to Buffy so I can't talk to anybody. Yeah,
0: he could be like, hey little vampire buddy, what's going on?
1: Yeah, or like he could have called Willow. He could have done anything. There were so many options and he didn't take any one of them. And the other thing is that we as the reader didn't really learn any new information in this one. And I I mean, we learned about Angel's dreams, which is important.
0: It is because unlike... Last season for both Buffy and Angel, like we're immediately working towards the finale.
1: Which I'm glad about.
0: Yeah, like it's not this whole thing of like, oh, no seeds were planted and then bam, we're just there and they could have built up to it. This season we're starting with the seeds that are going to bring us into the last arc.
1: I guess the other thing that bugs me too is that, okay, so the whole Buffy arc was dealing with all these new things that the vampires can do which is really important. So why wouldn't you communicate that with Angel, who you knew was also working against demons on the other side of the world? Mm -hmm. At least to see if that was a common phenomenon or if it was just a California thing for whatever reason.
0: California.
1: I don't know. I just, I think it's, that's by far the thing that bothered me the most out of this whole thing.
0: But that's your answer for everything is why don't they pick up the phone?
1: Yeah, why don't they pick up the phone? They pick up the phone to call Spike back from like the bug ship, but they don't pick up the phone to be like, look, really important things are happening. The whole rules of magic are changing. Let's collaborate on what we know. Instead, they're just like, I'm gonna not tell you anything. You have to figure it out from your weird nightmares.
0: I'm of two minds for this first arc. On one hand, it feels like it has a strong base. On just the character voices are down pretty well, the art is really strong. But I've said it before, and I'm sure I'll say it again Angel is not the most interesting part of his story. I know. The people around him make him interesting. And when you isolate him, and this time seemingly for a little reason, like, it's not like he's going dark or bad or he's has some kind of, like, grand plan. He's just kind of by himself. He
1: just kind of got abandoned. Yeah. Everybody left him and he's like, I guess I'll just stay here, guys. Thanks.
0: And Mopey Lonely Angel isn't that interesting to follow.
1: I guess... So I liked this arc more talking about it than I... It's not that I disliked it when I was reading it, but I became more attached to it when I was talking about it. And I think that part of that is that I can feel more of a sense that we're building to something. Because when I first read it, it felt Buffy is so definitely building towards something. They're trying to figure out what's happening with magic.
0: The first arc of Buffy felt like a celebration. Everyone's back together. We're cutting out, trimming all the fat. The team is back together. The characters you want to be there are there. And we're going to be working cohesively together again. And Angel does the opposite of that. They're like, everyone is alone and sad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's, I guess the only, the thing is that that last one shot just super emphasizes that Angel is alone and sad because the nightmare thing, that's super important. And I love Lavinia and Sophie so I'm cool with all of that. They're the best. <laughs> but the information that Angel gleans from that whole problem at the end could have easily been communicated in a different way, and then we could have played with Angel's nightmares in a different way. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: like- and I'm gonna again say I'm of two minds of a thing. Buffy was all about going back to the status quo, which to a point I'm for and to a point I'm also against. I like the idea of moving a story forward. The reason I think it might work a little bit better here is just because it's so, you don't have time to establish a lot of new characters, so returning to the status quo is the easiest way to play with character and plot. Well, not trying to introduce other things. And it's
1: also a shorter season, right?
0: Overall, yeah. But I'm also against going back to the status quo because then it kind of feels stagnant. Angel never goes back to the status quo, ever.
1: But you do love everybody together.
0: But yeah, I don't know. So I'm of two minds of it. I don't know. And I don't have like an answer. I'm not saying like one way is right or one way is wrong. It's just more of I can get both sides of it.
1: I'm excited for the rest of both seasons. Like I'm not, I'm not walking away from either of these arcs being like, eee, this might go a little There's
0: that too. Iffy. is Just going into the season as a whole, this is a strong season for both books.
1: Yeah, no, and you can tell it from these first arcs that the writers and the artists are both on the same page and they know what they're doing, so yeah, and good for everybody. Comparatively, the creative teams.
0: I like this Angel and Faith arc worlds more than I liked the Spike arc that this writer did, but I kind of felt like the Spike arc was a little bit of a hands-tied kind of book, like your goal for this book is to get rid of the bugs. Right. This book isn't about taking something away, it's about building and moving forward, so, you know, I think that's a little bit more freeing as a writer, probably.
1: Yeah, and I'm excited to see more of what Faith gets up to, because Faith didn't really do a ton in this arc other than screw up.
0: Yeah, and the Riley thing. I i don't know. I don't know why I like it every time Riley comes back, but I do.
1: That's because I always liked Riley. Riley was by far my favorite. I am alone with Team Riley, but that's okay. You and Xander. Me and Xander. We're Team Riley.
0: But this season, like last season, is going to be a little bit shorter than the one that came before. This time we don't have any spinoff series a little more streamlined and then the season after this it shrinks significantly so I don't know that's just a trend we see every season and where we're at right now there's no season 12 announced there's still another mini that we know is coming but
1: yeah I think that last season was a pretty good length and I think that this season is going to be a pretty good length for a season to give enough time to develop something but at the same time season eight was overwhelming season eight was too big too much
0: yeah so
1: so there you go on to Buffy next again.
0: Yeah, we got Buffy next week where I forget what happens. We haven't read it yet.
1: Things happen with Buffy. <laughs> what
0: is next for and Buffy? And the
1: gang. Probably Giles will be there. Maybe even Xander and Don and Willow. And the rest. Of the Scoobies. Uh, we'll be
0: back next week. For,
1: yeah, we already said that. It's just, how, <laughs> it's just how I kind of segue
0: into my end time And
1: segue. Uh,
0: if you want to find us on the internet, editorsnotecomics.com facebook instagram twitter you can find it all on the website if you want to get the show a week early every single week patreon.com slash editors note comics one buck a month will get you more information than you can shake a stick at also look that you get the show a week early that's what you get yeah and since i think the best way to grow the show is to head over to itunes leave us a star rating maybe a written review i think it's helping based on the random numbers boost we got, so...
1: So thank you.
0: Yeah, spend the...
1: Thr- I don't know if we said thank know. you enough yet, but thank you.
0: Appreciate it. So, you know, head on over to iTunes, give it a good old click of a star rating. It helps. It helps a lot, apparently.
1: And also, um, send us an email if you want to say hi to us, because I never know if people write in.
0: Uh, it's comics at gmail.com.
1: And that'd be fun. Talk to us. Also, I don't know if it's going to be out, but if anybody's going to the Rhode Island Comic-Con... We're going to be there.
0: I have no idea, timeline-wise.
1: I don't either, but if it comes out after it, it's November <laughs> 10th through the 12th, we're going to be at the Rhode Island Comic-Con, or we will have just gotten back from the Rhode Island Comic-Con.
0: I I have no idea.
1: But, you know, on the off chance this does come out before, come say hi to us. But
0: what's going to be funny is I'm going to cut this well in advance, and I'm going to forget that you said that. So and it's, it's just going to be in there.
1: Yeah, so, well, I covered both bases. We'll let you know.
0: We'll be back next week for Buffy.
1: Bye.